is the time that we all been waiting on. The moment all the naysayers been hating on. See, they've been talking down on us and flexing. It'll take more than that for you to stop a Houston Texan. A lot of teams talking tough and can't back it up. But not the boys on Kirby, so you can pack it up. So Reliant Stadium is where you can find us with the whole city. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Texas Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. I am young Ari Gold. I have my co-host, John Wade, the Garnet Texan, here with me. Uh, we played the Browns today, John, and it was a it was a good performance. It was a good performance. The it was offense, a solid performance. Yeah, it was we, a solid offense. We did exactly what we were supposed to do. Which is not something we can say that we do in the past. No. Typically, when we play, we typically play to the level of our competition, at least my, my thinking is based on, you know, Bill O'Brien and Gary Kubiak coach teams, to be honest with you. I always played down, in my opinion. Typically, uh, when you have a weak quarterback, you play down. Yeah. Oh, I don't think we have that anymore. Yeah, I don't think we have a weak quarterback <laughs> at all. Uh, I mean, this was just a ho-hem, go-to-work type day. It was kind of weird. And... I mean, it wasn't a it wasn't a great game from him. No, and, and yeah, it was I still, think it was sixty nine percent completion rating still, yeah. or something like that. He was pretty high. I mean, it was just, it was just eh. fine. Yeah, it's not what we come to expect, <laughs> which is so weird still. Because this would have been like <laughs> we would have been so happy with this from any other Texans quarterback. Yeah, in the past couple of years. I mean, think about how we were last year after Brock's Colts game. Yeah, we were like, oh, I mean, he had, he's had better every every game he's had has been better than Brock's. Yeah. And he's already throwing more touchdowns. That's ridiculous. <laughs> he's leading the league in touchdowns. Yes, I know. That's absolutely And he broke all ridiculous. sorts of rookie records today, too. I mean, he's going to come down. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, he's going to come down. It was against the Browns. He's going to throw more picks. You can see it. He's going to throw more picks. And there's going to be quite a bit of them. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a game where he threw three at least. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. But, you know, to be honest... All-time leading in interceptions is Brett Favre. Favre. Yeah. I mean. Who I'm cares? A- as long as if he's throwing interceptions, it's going to cost us a game every now and then. But he's going to win us way more by being aggressive and pushing the ball down the field and making the throws that he needs to make, making plays. When you run the risk of a quarterback just becoming way too passive, and that's not going to be Watson. No, he doesn't have it in him. Yeah. He doesn't have it in him. And he's only on, he's only thrown two pick sixes his entire football career. One last year against North Carolina or NC State, I think it was. And then today. And when he was asked about it on the press conference, he said, I'm, I'm pissed off. He's like, I'm still pissed off. He's like, I've, I've literally only thrown two. Yeah, well, it you know, we can live with it. We can live with it. And luckily it happened this week against the Browns. Uh, so where do you want to start, John? What side of the ball do you want to start on this week? Well, let's just let's start with offense. That's what okay. everybody always wants to hear about. Yeah, it's because um, we're an offensive team now. No kidding. I, I mean, we, we are. We are yeah. truly an offensive team. Went from always having to talk about the hope and what we could be. Yeah, what you would be, what the Texans would be if they only had a quarterback. That's well, what we're so used to hearing. Now we're going to kind of probably flip the script. I think we have to We flip might the go script. through five years of, of only the that. Texans had a defense. Don't if say only five the Texans years. Had a Good no, Lord. the defense played fine today. Too. It was okay. I mean, there was I, I, one thing I, I think that we can't do is measure the defense's success today because we played the Browns. Yeah, like that offense is god awful. I mean, it's yeah. god awful. We can't there, say, hey, yeah, it was it was a great performance by the defense. No, yes, J. Joe looked I mean, great. 
Jay Joe did look good. A lot of the, jumped the route. Uh, the one he jumped the route. The other one he just happened to be in the in the, in the right place at the right time. Uh, so he doesn't look like he is actually missing a step, as they've been saying. Uh, one thing I would say is the defensive line looks okay. That's a that's a very good offensive line that the Browns have. You know, we'll see. The offensive line was the strength of their team. Yep. And did we end great up against four, the run? Did we end up with four sacks? Yeah, I think it was four sacks. I mean, you had Reader putting pressure on. You had. Yep. I can't say his name. Um, Kamalu. Kamalu. And even the newcomer, Houston. He, yeah. He got, strip he got sack. a strip sack. Yeah. So it looks like we're going to continue to put pieces together and grind it out. There were still some coverage issues. I think that if we played a more accurate quarterback, today could have been a shootout. I mean, they had their chances. And they didn't, they didn't make anything of them. I mean, that's obvious because they're a bad team. Yeah. But it is there was enough there that you could see that if we played another Alex Smith level quarterback, that he would have done what Alex Smith did to us. Luckily, we don't have any of those left the rest of the schedule. No, no. Jared Goff may be the best quarterback we play the rest of this year. Seriously, isn't, isn't that at the crazy? Schedule. I think that we're actually going to do better against someone like Flacco. Who? Oh, Flacco's garbage. Flacco. Oh, he's garbage this year, John. There's no, there is no arguing it. He is god awful. But he can get hot. He can. I haven't seen it this year. Yeah, you haven't no, either. No, not this year. But he does have that. We're six cap- weeks in. He does have that capability, though. He does. I mean, he's got the talent. And we're. I don't. Even if he got hot, he doesn't scare me because of the t- type of quarterback he would be. He's not going to be one of those that's doing sustained drive, short, accurate passes. I'm I'm with you. I agree with you that our defense does need to play man a little bit more, play a little bit more physical. And they started to. They there, started there was to moments, today. yeah. And if you see the second half, it was, a lot of it was uh, second, third string guys. Yeah, JJ was out, Crane was out. So we well, usually, to see usually they Williams. have to because second, third string guys don't understand zone as much. Well, and I think they just wanted to see what they got too. Yeah. With Williams being his first game, and then Burley was there. Yeah. Even Tristan Dakud was active and played. Um, well, both Williams and DeCude look like safeties. So they both do. So just they like Kareem. look like they're safeties. Yeah, I know. Kareem plays like a safety. He doesn't look like a safety. Well, based on his play. Yeah. The other two look like safeties. Yeah, and tall, lanky. Yeah, and then they, well, uh, Williams is like short, stocky. Like he, is he? Yeah, he I looked like he a like, running back. He was, he was like number 40, right? Six foot. Huh? He was like, he's number 40. He, was the, he, yeah. looked, he looked like a running Williams? back. Yeah, yeah, Williams is 40. Yeah. But they he played a lot more physical and... That's entirely why they switched Banks out for him. Yep. Um, so hopefully we'll see a little bit more of that. And they were pressing more this week, too. We weren't supposed to talk about the defense first, but here oh, we go. Oh, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so the offense, <laughs> back to the offense. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, Deshaun had a good day. He had 69% completion rating, I think. It was about 225 yards, three TDs. Could have had four or five again. Uh, had Fuller's uh, hands not turned to stone. Easily had four. Yeah. Easily had four. Fuller doesn't drop it. And you know what? That's, again, that's fine. Because we played the Browns. We say it's fine right now. But when we're in the playoffs and it happens again, we're all going to be screaming. Well, yeah, we, we we're will be then. We're all going to be screaming at that but point. Fuller's still on my good list. He's, He's still, still on my good list. Yeah. Too. Another touchdown. He showed a lot of what he could do on underneath routes. That drop, that drop sucked. Yeah. But you know what? Let him get it out of him. 
that play with Deshaun, the touchdown to Fuller, where he noticed that the safety was playing a little bit more to the left and noticed it, that was great. Great, 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 great vision by, by Deshaun. I mean, it was absolutely perfect. Um, yeah. I mean, Deshaun continues to impress week in, week out. What can you say? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't do a lot with his feet again. Uh, I think he had like 24 or 27 yeah. yards. He didn't have to. Granted, I wanted to scream at the TV when we were up. 30 points and they're doing design QB runs. I was upset that he was still in the game. No, I was fine with him being in the game. I don't want to risk it anymore. Like, now that we have one, <laughs> I'm serious. I know it sounds stupid, but, like, how would you feel if had somebody rolled up on Deshaun? That would have sucked, and I was actually terrified when Lamb came in. and Because I don't, I don't like to say players are horrible. I, I don't like to go down that route. Everybody in the NFL is obviously spectacular. Good to be in the NFL. Yeah, they're yeah. a spectacular athlete. But why on earth is Lamb on our active roster year in, year out? He should still be on the practice squad. He yeah. looks absolutely lost whenever he has to be out there. Yeah, him and Suofilo, I he think must, both should he, be gone. Suofilo has at least flashes, but especially what, especially in the run game. But would you rather have flashes or consistency? Like, even if you're average, no, 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 consistent. No, I, I, I get what you're saying, but I can understand why. I guess. I don't need more. I don't necessarily agree with it, yeah. but I can understand the why. Well, I have never seen anything out of Lamb. I've never seen a flash. I've I never seen either. anything. I he must either. be the best player on the practice field. Because he's been on the active roster for three years straight now. Yeah. I, I get it. He physically looks like he should be able to play. He still looks... He looks 18. <laughs> he's got a baby face. He does have a baby <laughs> And face. he just... He doesn't do anything. Like... Somebody send you can send me a tweet, an email, or something if you can find what he has actually done positively when he's been out there on the field as a tackle. Not when they had him check in as tight end, but when he was playing actual tackle, left or right. He's not good, John. I know. No, he's not good. But our line in general is just really not good. I mean, we saw it again today. I mean, it's getting better as it's going to because it can't get worse. It's going to get better as they play more consistently together, but. We have some issues on the line, and um, supposedly, I, I don't remember who it was. It was, I think it was Mike Meltzer was saying that there was a report that Dwayne Brown will potentially be reporting next Monday. Well, one can hope. I just wonder if he's going to play. I, I don't know. People keep saying that he's in shape and that that's not a worry. That well, he, he won't be in out. football shape. And... That's what I keep saying. He's going to go out there and he's going to get hurt right away. There's regardless. a lot of reports about Seattle too now. That Starting keeps to be popping more up. and more. Yeah. But it's Jason Lockenpora, so I just don't I don't respect anything that dude puts out. They've been bouncing around Seattle for the past couple of weeks from all sorts of different angles and it's been everything from us trading for an early round pick to trading for Jimmy Graham to trading for Richard Sherman. Who would you would you rather have a pick or a player? I I mean if you were asking what I want, like not I, player, like don't pick a specific player. If you could have a player or a pick, it would depend on the player. I mean, so say it's a starter. Just say he could come in and start immediately. I'd probably rather take a player. Me too. I think I'd rather have a player. Absolutely. Just based on this year, I don't want to give up on this year. And I think if we can add something to this year, then we need to. I don't think Jimmy Graham helps us too much. To be honest, I'd love to have him because I've always been a Jimmy Graham fan, but I don't think he is going to make the impact we want. I could you be know, wrong there. I, 
I mean, he's I great. mean, honestly, the, when I saw the rumor about Richard Sherman, which is complete, I love to have Richard Sherman. I, yeah, I, even if even if he is coming in on the last them. year of his deal, I think is it his last year? I of his think deal? so. Interesting. Yeah, I'll uh, take him. I I would definitely take him. I, think. I mean, I think we're gonna cut cut Dwayne Brown next year anyway. So yeah. I think that's what this whole whole thing is about, in mm-hmm. my opinion. They, he's not a part of the plan of the but future. None of this is happening. I I don't think anything I mean, is going to happen. I think that there's maybe like a five percent percent chance now of it happening because I can't believe that the Adrian Peterson deal happened and it actually looks like it's going to work out. But to me, those you, you don't see those moves in the NFL. Maybe we're going to start to see them more and more, but I just I don't see Rick Smith doing it. He's already he's surprised us this year. He really has. And He's that's really why. done a lot. And Rick Smith, to, I've hated Rick Smith. I can't. I got to give the man all the credit yeah. in the world. He's just gotten better. I mean, sometimes again, you just doing, have to get better. Again, doing the Osweiler trade, like you don't see things like that. Had you, I mean, I know you predicted it, but my reaction to that would have been the exact same thing had we talked about it. It's like, yeah, I would love like pie in the sky idea. I think that sounds amazing. Right. It makes sense, but the NFL doesn't do things like that. But I do think that the league's trending that way. Yeah, I think we're starting. We're going to start seeing it just a little bit more. It just seems like, oh wait, there's we could trade for players. It's almost like it just like hit the GM's mind. Like, wait a minute, we can actually trade for players, huh? It it, it seems like that's the upward trend as far as the trades go in the NFL. I wouldn't be surprised if this year. I think the trade deadline is week nine, right? Is it week nine? I'm pretty sure it's week nine. That's when the trade deadline is. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a couple. I'm, I just don't I, think Dwayne Brennan will be with I'm honestly, I'm not sure. I know that if they don't, they have to report by week nine for it to count for in Dwayne Brown's circumstance. But when it comes to trade deadlines, you know, again, it's the NFL. I, I never worry about it because I never expect anything to happen. It's not like baseball. It's not October like basketball. 31st. Okay, so it's coming up. Yeah. And usually it's something that I'll notice on SportsCenter or on the TV or on one of those type shows and where they're talking about NFL trade deadline just passed and nothing ever happens. But who knows? I mean, this year something might. I just, I wouldn't expect it and I'm not going to be upset if nothing does. I don't, I don't, I don't expect anything to happen with Dwayne Brown. I don't. I think, and I think there's like this exemplary like three game thing that we can do with Dwayne, where basically he becomes inactive and isn't a part of our roster for three games once he reports to give him time to get into football shape. And I wouldn't be surprised because that's something we do. Um, I just don't think, I I don't think they have any plans for Dwayne Brown. I don't think they care if he comes back. To be honest with you. Yeah, I I kind of agree, which is why a surprise a, a trade wouldn't really surprise me, but. I mean, part of me really wants him to get his act together, especially, I can't believe I'm saying this, especially if Clark looks like he's going to miss any amount of time. <laughs> because if we have to try it out, Lamb, like... Oh, oh we'll probably God. end up having to sign a tackle. Yeah, what or tackles? Brandon Albert. It's the only one left. There's a reason I want to sign him. I know. And he's piss-poor attitude, doesn't really want to play. He's right. also never been a part of a winning team, though. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I I think I don't think Dwayne Brown gets traded, and I think that he ends up on the roster and 
and we just cut him next year. That's my thought. But yeah, the offensive line needs to get better. Running backs were not very good today. But to be honest, that that defensive line's pretty good. I think they have the second ranked run defense coming into this week. So I mean, they have a pretty solid run defense. The Browns have talent. They do. They in the wrong. Area. I'm actually like I I like Hugh Jackson as a coach. I do too. I think he's doing it right. I think that it's it's weird with them. Part of me is really intrigued by what they're doing by following the uh, analytics and trying to maximize everything. But at the same time, they've now missed out on Wentz. They've now mixed out on Watson. I mean, thank God for us. Trubisky, too. Eh, who knows how maybe. Trubisky... Maybe. I mean, maybe Trubisky. Um, and who knows how that's going to turn out. The argument is... That with all three of these guys, you there was no guarantees, but there's never any guarantee. So you try and maximize your roster. Only time it's a guarantee is when Andrew Luck. I mean, that's the last time it's been a guarantee. Yeah. And, but the argument against relying so much on analytics and football is sample size. They're football games, even in college, there's just not a lot of them. There's right. not a lot of, da- of data. There's not a lot to see the trends. As we've already mentioned many, many times on this podcast, anything can happen. Um, especially in the NFL, where players are so evenly matched, that if you rely too much on analytics, you're going to get a lot of false positives. So you have to have people that can see both through the analytics and coach at the same time. Whereas the Browns have built this organization where they're just looking at the numbers and they have somebody like Hugh Jackson whom I, my only guess, the reason they kept bringing up the story about him texting Deshaun was that was Jackson's way of floating out there of saying, hey, I have no control over players. That was his way. That That's what I took from it. I think Hugh Jackson was hired as a fall guy. And now the Browns are starting to see that we could actually maybe do something with Hugh Jackson. I think they hired him, to first of all, as, as a fall guy. And I, I think he's a good coach. And I think they're starting to think that too. Uh, I think they're just going to have to give him some more control over the roster. But who knows? I'm not a Browns fan. I can give a shit. Yeah, I mean. But I do like Hugh. I do. Hugh has gotten several raw deals. He has. Um, so I hope, I mean, I couldn't imagine that he would go to the Browns if he was getting any inkling that they were going to use him as a fall guy. Yeah. Like he was going there expecting to compete. So maybe that's the case. Maybe they're just giving him time. Yeah, I just don't see them going like if they go in sixteen or one in fifteen, I don't see them keeping him. I think they will. I actually. hope so. I hope you're right. I actually think they will. I think that they are well aware of the limitations of this this roster. I'm kind of surprised that they pulled the plug on Kaiser that quickly. To me, in in my opinion, honestly, when you put a rookie in and then you pull him back out, you're damaging his confidence. That that rookie. Has any quarterback really bounced back from that? I don't think if they're rookie year, no. Yeah. I think doing it to a veteran's different. And I mean, I just, I can't think of any where that it's worked out. And I mean. In general or just? Any rookies, any yeah. any quarterbacks that you're trying to develop. No, I, any I quarterback that hadn't had success previously. Yeah, no. I, don't, I, I can't think of it at all. I can't think of one case. I mean, Alex quarterbacks Smith? where you can... Where you've been able to, well, he had success. 
No, he didn't. Before he got benched, he did. No, I'm saying, but no, did he? He had like mm-hmm. a, a season, not even a season, right? Didn't he have? Like, yeah, but he had the some. First... He had some. Yeah, I guess that's true. But he also had like seven years of uh, of a lot of failure. Yeah, but he played through all that. True, and I think that's kind of my point. Like he played through it. He actually did have some success. Then he got benched, and then he got a starting job back. That works out. Yeah. But a quarterback that has not played well at all ever in his career. So, especially a rookie, a young quarterback, get benched and then magically find it somewhere else? It doesn't happen. I mean, yeah. I can't think of one. No, I think I'm, sure, right. I'm sure there's somebody, but I just, I, usually once you bench a rookie quarterback like that, you've already signaled to them that you're giving up. Yeah, I think and it's fair. I think the game just was moving too slow for him. Too fast. I mean, too fast for him. I just yeah. don't think that he was able to kind of read the defenses the way that he wanted to. I think it just everything was just kind of blurred. And uh, I think Hugh just thought, okay, I might do more damage leaving him in than I would by taking him out. And maybe yeah. that's the case. Maybe this works out. But I think we'll part see. of it is they wanted to see what they really had in Hogan. I mean, Kaiser looked really, really good during the preseason. But he's looked... Yeah, in the regular season. Oh, he's been the worst quarterback in the league in the regular yeah. season. All right, we're talking a lot about the Browns, though, here on the Texans podcast. <laughs> Pro, the oh, Browns it's just, podcast don't even typically probably talk about the Browns as much as we just Right, <laughs> well, the reason we were talking about them is to compare them to where we're at. Yeah. And that whole analy- analytical... Well, and I think their approach to analytically is like kind of what you said. Like, there's not enough of a sample size, right? Yeah. But they feel like if there's more at-bats, they have a better chance of hitting. So when they're trading back and taking all these picks and going into next year with all yeah, these that's their, picks, that's, that's their, their yeah, that's their draft. That's that's their thought process right. as far as, you know, being able to hit on a quarterback. And essentially to tie it up into a bow, I kind of agree with what Bill O'Brien said during the preseason. Or I might have been during training camp camp. Where the numbers are nice, the analytics are nice, but having guys that actually can recognize what they're supposed to be doing yep. is probably more important. I agree. No, I agree. Bill O'Brien, again, with the play calling, you know, he's back. I mean, this guy, Bill O'Brien's the offensive guru we thought he was. Well, actually, I thought him. he – this game, I don't think it was actually the best called game that he's had in, in the past. Oh, I don't know, think it was his best, but yeah. he still continued to open it up. He did. Um, it was he a did. lot different than against the Jags. Yeah. A lot. And then they kind of toned it down. It seemed like they – once we got up to the bigger lead, it wasn't like the Titans where they were more intent on piling it on. This game just to me kind of felt like they were trying to practice some things, trying to get Watson to go through his Watson or his Wa- Watson what? Watson to get through, <laughs> get through his reads a little bit better. Yeah. Um, it, there was times where it felt like you were watching more of a preseason game. Yep. Where it seemed like they were I got wor- that vibe a lot. Yeah, where they were working on stuff yep. instead of trying to continue to score, continue instead of trying to continue to focus on what had been working. Um, but again, we... If you're going to do it... Yeah. There's nothing... This you, is the team you do In my opinion, against. you really can't complain about. Watson threw another three touchdown passes, should have had four. Um, Surpassed Kurt Warner. Yeah. We... Most... I think it was most of five games, right? Yeah. Most touchdowns of five games. Or first six starts. Or first six starts. First six starts. First six starts? Yeah. That's not six starts, though. I um, guess he's only had five. Yeah. So he's still just going to add to that. I think so. Wow. Maybe it's six games, not six starts, but uh, six games in the career. Huh. But I thought it was starts. Wow. So, yeah. Just I mean, amazing. He's leading the league. 
like in touchdowns. He's rookie of the year. We. It's just it's beyond. It's not even. Kareem Hunt had a bad game today. Yeah. As for the defense, we talked about it a little bit. New guys got pressure. The Browns have a very adequate offensive line. That had not been their issue. Their issue had been the only quality skill player they have is Duke Johnson. Who I really like. I do. I really like him. It'd be nice to see him play on a good team. I know. But so to see that kind of performance out of our D-line kind of gives me hope. We're going to go on a bye, and then we get Seattle. So that could, be a Seattle. Lot of, that could be a lot of fun. It could be. I, or it could be a lot of gut-wrenching. We're going to get to see a lot. Um, both not, offensive lines are hot garbage. Yeah. I'm but actually, we'll get into that. Well, I, actually, next week, I guess we'll get into that since yeah. we don't have another podcast. To, we won't have a game recap, so we'll do a whole preview. Yeah, that'll work. Um, yeah. Special teams, I don't get it with Kami Bear Baron. He can make every single field go no demand, but extra points. He's now missed two. It's okay. Not a big deal. It hasn't hurt us yet. No, it hasn't hurt us yet. Is right. He worked. Right. It but can. it's one of those that it's like makes He's you also, scratch your head a little bit. But you also got to think like how many times has he kicked an extra point? I mean, think about how many points we've put up in the last four weeks. I mean, we just broke the our franchise record for most consecutive 30-point games. So we it was what thirty against the Pats, fifty set or then it was what four fourteen, fourteen was how many did we score against the Bengals? Oh, I'm sorry, Bengals fourteen, Pats thirty something, Titans fifty whatever, and then Chiefs we scored thirty three, and then this week we scored over thirty again. So think about how many field goals and extra points this guy's had. Right. And he yeah. continues to hit all the field goals, but yeah. the extra points. I'm just saying he's done a lot of kicking is, right. my, is what I'm saying. I'm just, yeah, no, and I understand what you're saying. And, and 16 I'm, I, touchdowns. Hey, I, I still think he's great. I'm so glad that we have him no, on the I know. back. I know, I'm just saying it's something to worry about. Yeah, I'm just saying that's kind of weird. It's something to kind of pay attention it to. It is kind of weird. It's just weird. It is weird. Um, it's it's supposed to be a gimme. Well, it's close to a gimme ever since they moved it back, but whatever. We'll see. All right. Uh, Chris Thompson, I, I like. I like him returning kicks. He's an exciting player. I really like yeah. Chris Thompson. He, I mean, he definitely shows some. When we blew up the uh, kick return again, it was all him. Yep. He set him up so they could get hit. Only time I see Alfred Blue now is on special teams. Yep. He's only had four carries all year. Got a little bit scared with Foreman. I thought he was going to be oh, hurt. Though. He was so grabbing, grabbing his chest. Oh, but how about when Clowney went down? Oh, I was terrified. Oh, I instantly thought, okay. Well, this is it. This is this is this is the year where we see what it's like to literally have zero zero defensive players on our team. Zero difference makers. <sighs> Poor Dylan Cole. Oh man, and what a play by I Dylan know. Cole. I mean, that was so rough. You know, it's funny because I got into a, a little group text with my buddies that we have, and uh, Navarro Bowman got released, right? And the initial text was, oh, we should go after Navarro Bowman. And I'm like, no, we should not go after Navarro Bowman. First of all, you don't want to pick him up off his waivers because he's the highest paid inside linebacker and you would have paid him almost 9 to $12 million this year. Next year, you would have paid him $9 million as well. We just can't do that. And we don't need an inside linebacker. Well, I was like, we got Dylan Cole who looks good and is going to be a good player. And you got Zach Cunningham playing with BMAC and Cushing's coming back in six weeks. 
It just doesn't make sense for us to sign him or claim him off of waivers. And then Dylan Cole gets hurt. And, of course, I get the text like, I bet you wish we had Navarro Bowman now. <laughs> and I said, well, <laughs> not for $13 million, I don't. Uh, yeah, it sucks. I really like Dylan Cole. He's so fun to watch. And luckily it's a hamstring, so unless it's a hamstring tear, shouldn't be too bad. No, they're expecting him back. Yeah, it shouldn't be too bad. They're going to do their due diligence, give him an MRI, but they're expecting him back. Our boy Cunningham had another good game. Yep. He, You know what's great about him is the fact that running backs have to take him into account now yeah. when they run to the outside because he could stay with them. So if you saw today, like Duke Johnson ran to the outside and, and Cunningham was right there, and he can't. Duke Johnson came to a complete stop right by the sideline. It was over-pursued by Cunningham, so Duke Johnson was able to come back. And I think it was because Duke Johnson just didn't expect for there to be a linebacker there. Yeah. He's just fast. He's got a nose for the football. He's just fun. Yeah. Be mad. That was when Cole's interception was on Duke Johnson. <sighs> oh. That was such a great play. And that's, I, I mean, that that's was, that exactly, was a linebacker that's running exact, with a running back. That's exactly what our deep, we said all that, summer that our defense needed. That's all we, we needed. Had, and we got it. And now he's hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Defensive Hopefully. line looked okay. Yeah. Uh, don't worry about Lamar Houston too yet. He hasn't literally played football in, what has it been, a year? Longer? No. I mean, he was out with injuries. Right. But he, I he, mean, he he was on the uh, Bears roster coming into the season. Yeah, but I don't think he played. He didn't play. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So he hasn't played football. Yeah. Actual football. No. He looked fun. I was a little bit worried when he started celebrating. <laughs> that was an intense celebration. It's like, dude, please don't get hurt right away. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll take some more time for him. But I think we, I think potentially he could be a a, a shining spot on our defense. Yeah. Uh, sack wise, this is. I mean, it, Kendall Langford wasn't uh, active. Yeah, it, which is fine. Again, I think they just figured it was the Browns. Let's just we don't need him right now, so let's let our young guys have some snaps. I think they wanted to see what the guys that knew the system Joel could e, do. Brandon Dunn. Yeah, and Scarlett getting the start. I like they, Scarlett. Yeah, and they all did. They all did fine. Scarlett I mean, looked good. There's still quite a bit of talent on this defense. There is. Um, I think I got to give Pat. Kamala. No. Scarlett. Pat Star. Pat. Oh, Pat Stat. Pat Stat. I don't know. It's one uh, of those. He made the comment that the defense still has more talent than it did two years ago. Even losing JJ and Merciless, like overall talent. More than two years ago. Yeah. Two years la- ago, we had really thin, the last like, JJ's was... last healthy year. Yeah, I don't know. If that's it was JJ and a pretty much a bunch of scrubs, according to him. JJ, and I, Clowney, Watt. I mean, Clowney was Merciless. hurt the whole season. Okay, so Clowney, Merciless. Didn't we had John Simon, Vince Wolfork. Brian Cushing. Wolford did not have a good year that year. Um, his first year with us? His first year with us. That was the year that he got in trouble and was told to come back in shape. Hmm. Okay, so fine. Take Wolford off. Cushing. Watt. Merciless. Kareem. That was Kevin Johnson's rookie year. And he was hurt. And then Jonathan <laughs> Joseph. Yep. I, mean, I don't know if that's well. When you when you start at the top and you name all those players, it's got to kind of look at the bottom. So I'm trying to think like 
Fucking Puya. We had a better secondary, absolutely. That was before he broke out. But we still had a better secondary. Our secondary wasn't an issue that year. Our guys were good that year. Even Kareem was good that year, as far as coverage. That was Kareem. That was Kareem's. That was probably Kareem's best year. Right. It was right before he got his new contract. Um, I mean, I think depth wise. Yeah. Then that yes. was that was kind if of if we have more depth, yes, I would agree. But I don't know if we have more talent. I think we have more guys that can play roles from talent and top, top to bottom, not just taking the very very best. And yeah, but still, like I mean, Cushing hasn't didn't look good. Then he did. No, he didn't. Two years ago. Two years ago, he didn't look. That good. was the year he had a solid year. That was hard knocks. Where he was. It, that was Hard no, Knocks. Was the two year years after, ago was Hard Knocks. It was the year before Hard Knocks. It was Rams and Bucks we're two talk, years ago. We're talking about the year before Hard Knocks. Then that was more than two years ago. When Fitzpatrick was the quarterback. It was Bill so O'Brien's was, first year here. So it was three years ago. So not two years ago. It was two years. That's three years. He's been here four seasons. Right. Fitzpatrick was our starting quarterback for O'Brien his first year. Right. So that would be three Well, that's years the year ago. I'm talking about. Okay, so three years. That's different. <laughs> well, when you say two, I'm going after two. If you're going to be numerical, I need to know the exact numerical year. Oh, math, man. I can't. Okay, so there we go. Okay, yeah, I would agree with that. Yes. 100%. 100%. But I think overall, um, our, I mean, our team just has depth. It's a lot of young players. It's going to take time for these guys to develop. It's just a part of it. And uh, nobody went into the season thinking, hey, we're going to have to replace JJ. We're going to have to replace Merck. I mean, nobody, no, they- nobody knew that. They built the defense around having three amazing Absolutely. pass rushers. So now how they, like we said last week, how they adjust and adapt going forward will be interesting to see. And I think that playing the Browns this week was kind of perfect to how we were set up. We talked about we don't, it last week. Yeah, we, don't, we didn't have to rush them. It's Hogan, the perfect week. Yeah. Hogan wasn't going to do anything anyways. It was the perfect week, especially going into a bye, that this team needed right now. And if you look at it, we're tied for first place in the division because Jacksonville can't play on offense. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Their defense is fine, but when you need points, if your if defense they, can't yeah. give it to you. If they get off schedule, Jacksonville's very beatable. They can just roll you if they can just if they can run the whole game. That's right. But if and they Fournette get off schedule. Hurt, by the way. And Fournette hurt his foot. Yep. So... They, Blake Bortles isn't going to win on many games. No. He had a terrible game again. So they're pretty much living our previous two years. That's exactly who they are. Mm-hmm. They may have a better defense, though. We never did that. Those last five weeks, they were... Look what they did to Pittsburgh last well, last week. Look what they did to us the first week. Look yeah. what they did to... Uh, who was it? It was another team. Anyways, they played a good team today and lost. That's why they lost. They got behind. They, they couldn't team. keep up. You can't. And, I mean, that's kind of Jacksonville. If we can come out quick against them, you're going to beat them. If anybody can come out quick against them, they're probably going to, they're going to beat them. Yeah. Granted, no. what on earth is going on? I just turned over. I'm pretty in. sure that Trevor Simeon's going to get benched here in a minute because he's throwing two interceptions. One was a pick six. He's talking with a trainer. Uh, he might have gotten nailed on the last hit. I was talking about the thing. But, yeah, it looks like we could potentially see Paxton Lynch or Brock Osweiler. That'd be the perfect day. The perfect oh, way to end man. our day is Brock Osweiler come in and throw four picks. Actually, no, I would have. No, never mind. 
I don't I don't hate the Browns. I'd like Oswald. It is Oswald. Oh no. Pause it. You gotta have to pause this podcast. Where there's no we're, way we're gonna have to take going. a minute. We're not gonna be able to pay. All right. Sorry guys, we're back. We had to take a, a little two minute break so we could see if Brock Osweiler was a quarterback. If you're wondering, he's not. No, he's still a lobster. <laughs> and he has no idea where he's at on the field. <laughs> he's so juiced up to be out there. He's, he's so like, ready to go. They're like, they're letting me play. They're letting me play. <laughs> Eight seconds left. Hurry up. Snap it. We're on our own 15. <laughs> okay, so that was great. That was great. Anyways, back to us. Uh, the defense, J. Joe had a great game. Uh, Kareem had a solid day tackling. The defensive line, is, we're going to need to get some more production. we got to stop playing Jadavian at outside linebacker. It's got to stop. Yeah. It's got to stop. If we want any production out of him this year, he's going to have to move around. They need to play him like we did last year. Just move him around wherever he needs to be. They tried to, and, I mean, there was a couple play- – I mean, he was getting – he was getting held. Oh, like there was some. There was some calls that it was just like you've got You've just got to be kidding. How is that not called? And there was a couple of almost. I mean, he's he's going to be the guy that they're focusing everything on now. And like we said earlier, the Browns, their offensive line is not bad. No. And he was still he was still generating. He was still being disruptive. Yeah. He just he didn't get a sack. Did he get? He didn't no, get a sack. No. no. But he was he was right there for a loss. He almost had a sack or two. Yeah. Uh, but he's just he just doesn't look comfortable playing outside linebacker. He doesn't look comfortable when he's doing anything than running straight after the quarterback. Yeah. He just doesn't want to think. And somebody's going to pay him to not think if if we don't. Yeah. Well, no, we're not going to let him. We're not letting him leave. You don't think so? No. We'll get into that later. Uh. So yeah, I think the defense had an okay game. We're not a like I said at the beginning of the podcast, not a game that we need to measure our defense by though. That offense is hot, hot dumpster juice. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Their their offense is worse than what we were last year. They oh my gosh. Uh, I know, I'm serious though, but how on earth like, dumpster juice. Liquid just hot think of how dumpster bad. juice. The lobster had to be during training camp to not make that roster. Have you ever? Uh, he's obviously terrible. We just well, I mean, saw we just... four snaps, <laughs> and I literally, I have one moment actually. I looked at, I was saying to John before the pass was actually thrown. I was like, "Oh, he's dancing around. He looks comfortable in there." And then he misses a check down by six yards. <laughs> he makes the one throw, and you're like, "Oh, look at him!" I was like, "Wait!" And then the next throw, I was just right. like. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, obviously he must. I mean, if Kevin Hogan is your backup, then Brock must have been garbage. But so that, you, that team you were, is so you bad. You were high on Hogan. You liked Hogan. I was. I was. Well, what about him did you like? Because I, I just didn't liked see him in college. Anything. I thought he was really good in college and fun to watch. That, that's all it was. I'm not saying NFL wise. I just, I thought he had a, I thought he had a solid arm and could make the throws in college that maybe it could translate into an NFL quarterback. I don't know. I didn't expect him to be uh, Peyton Manning uh, or even Deshaun level at this point. I just thought he'd be <laughs> a okay quarterback and he's not, I mean, or he's not in Cleveland. I don't know. I mean, this is, I think only his second or he year, just right? had a very, this very, is second year, right? Yeah. 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 Or he just had a very, very bad game. He started, he played he quite looked a few okay last, last year or maybe yeah, last, year last year he looked year. okay. And then last week he looked okay. So, Maybe it was their defense. Maybe they're better than we thought they were. Nah. <laughs> no. Uh, the 
I do like that Curtis Drummond was uh, uh, elevated from the practice squad to the active roster, though. Yeah. I, I, I liked him in preseason. I mean, he's he's one of those players that's always had their moments that you just hope that it clicks. Oh, He was a beast at Michigan State. He was. And he just really hasn't put it together. But if he does, that'll be, that'll be great. Carlos Watkins. He looked pretty damn good. Yes, weird. that's what I was going to say. So defensive-wise, the, the defensive line, Carlos Watkins looks like he we got a player there. Yeah. He looks pretty nice. And Kamalu he, looks good, too. Yeah. Between him and Kamalu, I think the defensive end. And, I mean, Dunn and Covington have done a pretty good job as well. I think they're great run so, stoppers. Yeah. So between the four of them, that rotation doesn't look bad. No. Um, it's just a big drop off because it's not Watt. Yeah. But Watkins, he was he was disrupting. He was he was getting into the backfield. He was. So, he looked comfortable, too. That was his first active game. Yeah. He hasn't and been active actually, all year. And he played defensive tackle at Clemson. Right, so they that's moved, what I'm saying. They moved him. So it's a new position. So, he, I mean, he looked good. Reader looked good. Reader's going to have to be a big part of this. Yeah. And we've got to – we're going to have to rely on them. It it still sucks. Like, it's still going to hurt that we don't have Merciless, that we don't have Watt. I mean, I honestly – we never really truly got to see Watt on – a defense that he was played. He played on some really good defenses, but there were seasons he was our defense. Yeah, and I there mean, was reason, and there were seasons where the reason we had a good defense was Watt. Right. It just it, it's so. It's one of the hardest things about the NFL is players get hurt because. Oh well, we saw it's it a colli- it's a collision sport. I just wish we could have taken Watt. At 100% for just a couple of games with this group of guys. Yeah. Like. What it is, what it is. Yeah. You Something can't we got to roll with. Um, but, you know, the game today, the game was a game against the Browns. Like you said, it kind of felt like a preseason game. I even found myself, like, checking my phone more often during this game than, than I did previously. Yeah. I mean, my wife vacuumed during the game, so I couldn't hear the commentators. And I was surprisingly cool with that. Yeah. I mean, it was... Uh, it, it was what you're supposed to do against a bad team. Yeah. And like me and you said, though, at the beginning, that's not something we typically do. We, we usually play, play down to our competition, and it ends up being a tougher game when we win by a field goal or a touchdown. Today, we took from beginning to end and just never. There was them in never teeth. a moment in, that we thought that we were going to be in trouble. No. No. I mean, uh, it, so. was, it was against the Browns. It was a Browns game. Oh, well. Next week... Oh, or not next week, but the week after Tweets. that, Seahawks. That's going to be a tough game. Yeah. That's going to be a different game. But luckily, we should have Kevin Johnson back, and we could potentially have C.J. Fedorowicz back, right? Yep. Week 7, 8. Would it be week 8? I thought it was, yeah, week 9, I thought we could have C.J. back. I'll have to double check. Pretty sure we could have him back. It would be week 8. Yeah, I think it's week 8. Okay. But... Um, oh, wow. We're Colin gonna... Kaepernick has filed a collusion grievance against the NFL. Interesting. I was wondering when this would happen. John's like, don't talk about it, James. Don't <laughs> talk about it, James. Don't talk about it, please. No, Kaepernick should be on a roster, but I think he's he's getting he, – it's for him, it's the same thing that was going on with Tebow. Kaepernick's a way better quarterback than Tebow. Oh, okay. Whew. Way, so way you better. Followed up that statement with that. Way better. Don't get me wrong. I actually think that I, since we have decided that we are going to fully endorse having a running quarterback, that we should have looked at Kaepernick to sign him as a backup. Bob Bittner would never let that happen. 
I'm sorry. I mean, if we're going to talk about it, Bob McNair would never let that happen. You know, ever. But the problem is signing Colin Kaepernick to come in, the media outcry, no matter what he continues to do, the justification is he's not good enough to justify that sort of media coverage. I think we can handle it. I think it could be good coverage. I think it's all in how the team spins it, in my opinion. I think it's how it's I think, I think, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. If the, they market it a different way and take it a whole nother conversation, then there's I no think, distraction. I think the correct teams could actually take the bull by right. the horns on. He that. goes to new England. No problem. They'll handle it. He goes to Miami. Problem. Jacksonville. Problem. Jets. Problem. Browns. Problem. Even, even Houston problem. I don't think so. Oh, because of our media is just our media is very negative. 90% our, our our media Houston. is very negative and shitty. Let's just call it what it is. Our media is god Houston, awful. Houston Twitter. Houston media in general. Oh man. Uh, honestly, like I can't stand it. I, watching a Bill O'Brien press press conference and hearing these guys ask questions is so fucking annoying. Besides Paul Gallant, we've got some. We have some great personalities in Houston, and we've got some. Not so great. But the reactionary, how reactionary our entire city is. And granted, we've kind of, kind of earned it. I mean, just look at Houston sports. Something's going to go wrong. That is kind of the mindset in Houston sports. And right now we're just kind of hoping that somebody breaks that. But until then, we're going to continue to have these shitty ass reactions to just about everything as we are all waiting for the bad thing to happen. I, it's, it's kind of actually hard to watch Watson sometimes, especially when he scrambles, because I'm like, oh shit, he's going to get hurt. Yeah, because that's our... And I'm, and I'm just waiting so we can have... Right. The, we, had, we had a glimpse. We almost had a quarterback. As you know, that's, that's how we're going to be cursed. We're, we're, not cursed, I don't even know what even call it, but that's just how it usually goes. Yeah. I do think the Texans can handle it. And I think we have a good PR team, and I think the Texans can spin it in a positive way. But they won't do it, and they're not going to do it. I just feel like that collusion grievance, to me, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And I think he has every right to feel that way. Because there are 32 NFL teams... And half of them don't have quarterbacks yeah, he that would. are even close to as good as Kaepernick. And I'm not even saying he's an amazing quarterback. He's not, but he's serviceable. Yeah, I mean, he's... If Josh McCown can have a starting job in New York, Colin Kaepernick should have a starting job somewhere. Right. There's plenty of teams. I cannot. I still can't believe Tennessee didn't go get him. That would have been the perfect... Right. He that would have been absolutely perfect. They, they may continued. actually be leading the division if they would have still had Kaepernick. Right. If they had gone with him after Mariota had gotten hurt, yep, because he would, he you could have just dropped him and he would have fit. Even Miami, when when Tannehill went down, I thought that was the perfect fit. Tannehill's not necessarily a mobile quarterback, but he scrambles, yeah, and he's not very accurate. No, Tannehill's pretty pretty mobile. I That's mean, what played, I'm saying. He's not like he played, he played receiver in college, but like, he's not like what we would say mobile. Like he does, he's not a run first guy. Yeah, for a while he was. Well, that's because he had to. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I thought Miami he, just, he wasn't. He couldn't throw the ball. That's so. what I'm saying. So <laughs> well, he's he's a mobile quarterback. But uh, so yeah, I thought Miami would have been good. And yeah, Colin Kaepernick isn't gonna isn't gonna whatever. Anyways, did you see uh, on another news before we end the podcast? Did you see 
Russell Okun's Player uh, Tribune. No, I did not. No. You should probably read that after this podcast. Okay. It's really good. He's basically saying in the letter, it's a letter to the players of the NFL, basically stating like, as players, and there's so many of us that we all can't communicate about how we feel as players about all the shit that's happening, that... You know, he wants to find one voice for the players instead of it being the NFLPA and, you know, that they outnumber the owners and that they should be able to have a voice. He's basically trying to get the players to rally around and have one voice. And he basically said, like, follow me on Twitter. And once you do that, I'll DM you and we'll figure this out together. And uh, it was a very good article. Very good. Yeah. Very good article. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, John, anything else on Texans related? I think it's the first podcast where we didn't have a, we had more than just Texan stuff. Your Astros, you got to feel good about your Astros again until you go against Keiko, right? <laughs> no, Keiko's awesome. Keiko did great. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Until you have to go against Keiko when he leaves. Why? Why would you say that? Because he's going to. I'm going to enjoy this year. Going to enjoy this year. I've already had this discussion. With a couple of different people, or we, yeah. we've got four absolutely amazing players on the Astros that were homegrown. I'm sorry, not Keuchel, Kershaw. Okay, my fault. Okay. So you have to go against Kershaw. Well, which you? Would. If we're in the World Series, that's the only way we're going against them. I'll feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Your face says it all. I will feel pretty good. Yeah, I think it'll be a fun World Series either way. And you, um, know, you know what? We were able to. We were able to. To get Kimbrel to actually lose a game, and we were to get Chapman to actually lose a game. Oh, so. yeah, Verlander pitches like he did yesterday. It's Dude, that was a performance. Uh, that was a hell of a performance. That was a performance. That'll be talked about after this season. Yeah. I mean, that was just a hell of a performance. But yeah. That's all we got. All right, awesome. Well, uh, guys, make sure you guys follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at TXNS underscore unfiltered. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Store, iTunes. Uh, if you have questions, tweet at us. We're very responsive. Um, tell your friends about us. That's the one thing that I, I've been meaning to say at the end of these podcasts. Share us with your friends. You know, we're trying to grow, and and the best way that we can do that is by you guys, word of mouth, uh, sending out you know to your your group message to your friends or emails or whatever about a podcast about the Texans. You know, we really enjoy it. We really want to grow and, and be a better podcast for you guys. So you guys play a big part of that. Uh, other than that, that's going to be it for Texans Unfiltered. I am Young Ari Gold signing off. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, 